Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Saturday on KLBJ with hosts Ed and Ben Clements. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. Hi again, everyone. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements, and this is the End Zone Club live from Dirty Martin's Place on Guadalupe, the iconic hamburger, beer, great place to watch basketball, great place to watch sports. We're in the back room here at the Mac Brown End Zone Club, 15th club table. We invite you to come down to watch. Well, it's not a very good basketball game right now, but watch the Longhorns in Kansas. Aggies will be playing a little later against Rocky Top Tennessee and Rick Barnes uh, in uh, Tennessee a little later. Uh, Our show proudly brought to you by Howery, Breen, and Herman, Attorneys at Law. Thank you, Randy Howery and crew. Howery, Breen, and Herman, Attorneys at Law. Plains Capital Bank, great friend Paul Hollyback, and all the fine people at Plains Capital Bank across Central Texas and the state of Texas. Covert in Bastrop. Ben and I both drive Covert cars. Rocks and the guys were closed today, but they'll be open tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Doug Boney and crew, if you're looking for great Texas barbecue tonight, go down to Pokey Joe's, any of the locations. Great brisket, ribs, sausage, turkey, chicken, and some of the best side dishes in all in town. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. Ben, you'll get a surprise from Sue Patrick. Jay insisted you have one of their brand new golf shirts. You're going to get a oh golf boy. shirt. Yeah. Uh, was at Sue Patrick today. Great Longhorn gear and other things. Delaware subs, no baloney there. Football season's over, but guess what Pete Adipski's doing? What's he doing? Two-for-one cheesesteaks on Sunday. The best cheesesteaks in town. Two-for-one cheesesteaks tomorrow, Sunday, at Delaware subs and by S&B Amusements, who are fixing our pinball machine. Got a report this week. They're working on that ancient pinball machine. <laughs> you know, it's don't open the show with saying football's over. It's not over. We got Canadian League starting soon. We got that XFL or USFL yeah, starting yeah. soon. It's not over. No. It's just it's just see you later to the NFL. Yeah, see, see you later. later. Yeah, NFL got a big boost yesterday when they announced thirty million dollars per team yeah. to increase the salary cap. Unbelievable. It is. It's unbelievable, but it's not the popularity. And the power of the National Football Leagues is off the chart. Ratings are through the roof. Revenue through the roof. It is soon to be a worldwide football football league. They're playing They're games trying. all around the world They're next trying. year. Yeah. Was there any question that football is America's sport? You know, when no you question. when you were a kid, baseball. you know, like right after the war, it was baseball. <laughs> baseball was America's pastime. It was. Football's America's future. Yeah. NBA, remember NBA tried to years back, it must have been four or five years ago, they were saying they were taking over American uh, focus. NBA was going to be the sport of the country and taking over the, the international scene. No, no, no. Let me just say, NBA, NBA has dropped that ball. No pun intended. Football is it's king in America. F- football is king. Baseball is and, an afterthought. Yeah. And the NBA. Let me tell you what. I think the popularity NBA. Nope. This is it's me. dwindling. This is me. People, the general population, won't watch the NBA until the playoffs, yeah. which will come in about a month. But I think it was a travesty. It was a sham. Last Sunday yeah. at the All-Star Game, the NBA, that is a joke. They need to stop playing that game. Yeah. It's ridiculous. One team scored 218, the other scored, it was 218 to 188. Yeah. It was preposterous. Well, it, you know it's bad when Stephen A. Smith goes on ESPN and he throws a tirade of insults to uh, to the NBA. You know yeah. it's bad. It's, in, it's dwindling the popularity we're seeing in the season. That's just why football... 
is king. You know, it's just everybody's watching it. The Super Bowl has de facto become a holiday. Sure. The NBA, it's just the, 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 the product is still great. It's still great basketball. I was with my buddies earlier, and we're talking about college basketball. And he said, you know, I haven't watched a game all year long. This is a College Texas, basketball? This is a Texas grad who hasn't wow. watched a game all year long. He yeah. said, if I'm going to watch basketball, I'm going to watch the NBA because at least it's a better product. We'll see the guys make a shot. But with the NBA, the problem is right now, these veterans, they don't want to play the game. They're taking all this time off. It's the, uh, what do they call it? The uh, Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 where they just take time off. They're in a big, they're in a heap of trouble right now. Then we saw the All-Star break, which used to be really fun. The dunk contest was incredible. Yeah. You know, we saw Aaron Gordon, maybe the greatest, you know, slam dunk contest ever. Even that's kind of gotten stale. The NBA All-Star game, there's no stakes anymore. The guys aren't trying. You know, they have the new uh, All-Star MVP trophy, the Kobe Bryant trophy. That could not be less meaningless. It it has no meaning in a 218 to 188 game. I think the most interesting thing I saw last week at the All-Star was the three-point deal, Steph Curry and the the young great superstar yeah. from from Iowa, the yeah. female, Caitlin. What's your name? Clark. Ka- Caitlin Clark. That was the only exciting thing. Yeah. It's interesting how the NFL, the the Pro Bowl. That's it's, a it's, that's it's horrible a, too. It's a flag football game, yeah. which is a joke. NBA All Star game is a joke. Yeah. I guess the only one maybe is the the baseball All Star game. Yeah. And again, we've been to one. We saw it in two thousand four yeah. when it yeah. was in Houston. We saw Roger Clemens play, and that was a that was an All Star cast. Remember that? that? Oh my gosh. That was like Barry Bonds and yeah. Roger Clemens and A Rod. Oh, four was a great year in baseball. Yeah, steroids. Yeah, loved it. A lot of home runs. There's no really meaningful All Star game anymore because no. it, it, the way the All Star game is intended is to bring the best players of the year and do a showcase where they right. play their game. Right. The baseball All-Star game used to matter because that would determine the home field advantage for the World Series. I think it was determined that it's kind of unfair. that you, For a team that wins a lot, yeah. yeah I, but, I, I think I never liked that. Bud Selig did that. But I no, still, it's, just, it's just meaningless now, these All-Star games for the most part. Unfortunately, what could they do to deter these players from really going half-assed? Because you'd say, well, well maybe there's a cash prize. NBA, there's not enough money oh my gosh. to make them want to play well. No. The MLB, there's not enough money for them to want to play well. So what's the incentive? Football, it's dead. It's gone. Who can do this? The Pro Bowl, is, it's never going to change. And, and, and they, they shouldn't play the Pro Bowl because yeah. the risk of injury, the money's too much. See, it's, it all changed, and I hate to sound like an old guy, but it all changed with the proliferation of baseball, 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 every, every night of the summertime. Mm-hmm. And also for the NBA basketball Every, every, yeah. every day. So there was a time when you would not see uh, anybody from the American League or the National League. You would see them for the first time playing each other in the same way for basketball, but those days are gone. But they've got to look at that because that is just a waste of time and just made a lot of people mad. Yeah, I, it's, it is strange. The baseball All-Star game, on paper, that should be the best game to watch, the most yeah. competitive because you there's no way around it. Unless you had, you know, you took the pitchers out and you had a pitching machine, it's going to be real baseball. Yeah. It is real baseball. That's right. And But, but basketball, I, you, yeah. you know, I think we've crossed the point of no return with, with basketball where that all-star game, unless they are forced by Adam Silver to really play, in which case you'll see a lot of these guys opt out because yeah. they don't want to, they they're, they're tired. We see that all the time. They're taking games off because they're tired. Load, load management. Load management. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Talk about making people mad halftime in lawrence kansas 
Kansas 45, mm-hmm. Texas 25. Kansas was favored by eight and a half points. Yep. But what we're seeing from Rodney Terry's crew is pitiful. First half stats, Texas is sitting 26% from the field, 30% from uh, three-point. Kansas hitting 58% of the field. They've only shot one of four and three points. But this is a dismal performance for this Longhorn team. And let me tell you what, it's getting kind of scary because Texas turns around. Uh, they're not even coming back to Austin. I think they're going, well, they probably will be for a night. But they're, they play. They have Texas Tech on Tuesday. On Tuesday. They'll come home. Yeah. But they got Tech on the road in Lubbock on Tuesday. Tech got beat today by UCF. And it's getting scary time, Ben, because Texas has a road game at today, second yep. half, underway. They play at Tech. And then they play, have to play a game at Baylor. And then they got a couple of home games against Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. But when we come back, we're going to talk about there is a possibility this Longhorn team doesn't make the NCAA tournament. We'll talk about that and much, much more. This is the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio, live from Dirty Martin's Place. Come and see us. We've got Longhorn basketball on. You Aggie fans, you can see your Aggies in Tennessee a little later. We'll be back with more from Dirty's. Right after this. Back on the End Zone Club. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements broadcasting live from Dirty Martins. Our show proudly brought to you by Plains Capital Bank, Howie Breen and Herman Attorneys at Law, Covert in Bastrop, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, Delaware Subs, two for one cheesesteaks tomorrow, and by S&B Amusements. Longhorns losing by 20, 47 to 27 in Lawrence, Kansas, Ben. And as we entered the break just moments ago, we talked about there is a possibility Texas does not get in the NCAA tournament. The last projection I saw yesterday had Texas as a nine seed, but they got to hump it. They got to win some games to get in this tournament, needless to say. Yeah, right now Texas is uh, is ninth in the Big 12. Not a good spot to be in. Wow. Uh, even it's a loaded conference, but nevertheless... You know, a good conference will not guarantee you a spot. I did say the same thing. They're, they're ninth right now. And I don't know how these projections see them even that high. If Texas wants to get in it, they gotta they got to get a win in Lubbock on Tuesday, and then they need to beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma game is a toss-up. Don't forget about Baylor at Baylor. And, 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 and at Baylor. I just don't know. This team is – it has been such a strange team, in my opinion, because – Texas's three best players, obviously, Dylan Asu, Max Asmus, and Tyrese Hunter. At no point, Pop, I don't think we've seen all three of those guys put it together in one game. You know, there's been a, a flurry of different starters throughout the season, and Rodney Terry just has never gotten his footing here. They're going to have to hump it because it is never a good start to a career uh, for a new head coach than missing the tournament, especially oh, yeah. in a school like Texas. I know he made it last year, yeah. but that wasn't his team. That was Chris Beard's team. So, And Texas already losing two major recruits uh, over the course of the season. It, they're in trouble waters. They, they are, and I hate it for Rodney. Rodney is a decent, honorable guy. His team almost went to the Final Four last year that he took over when Chris Beard was unceremoniously fired. But you're right, man, this is Rodney's team. And they have been in a, a continuous funk throughout the year. Uh, of course, Texas played an awful non-conference schedule that did not help them at all. Mm-hmm. And then in the Big 12, uh, they are losing a ton of home games, and now they're getting blown out again for the second Saturday in a row. They got blown out by Houston, and now they're getting blown out by the Kansas Jayhawks. And 
I have zero confidence in this team when they go to Lubbock on Tuesday mm-hmm. to meet Texas Tech. Texas Tech's going to be mad because Tech got beat today by UCF, and that final score was 75-61. And have you seen photos of Lubbock today? No. Students are already camping out. I swear wow. to you, they're already camping out for the game on Tuesday night. Wow. It's the last game in Lubbock for Texas. Yeah. You know how much those those Raiders despise the Longhorns. So they want one more crack at Texas. They're already camping out. you got to assume that's going to be the most rock, raucous crowd, maybe the most contentious crowd they've seen all year, maybe the past few years. Yeah, they, they want nothing more than to beat Texas yeah. a final time. Texas goes to, to Lubbock to meet Texas Tech. It's going to be tough. I mean, you know, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer and pessimistic, but I think I said it last week, I don't see the Longhorns making this tournament. They'll have to go on some phenomenal run and get a huge win in Lubbock, or either Lubbock or in Waco, to make this tournament. I don't think a win against Oklahoma State will do it. I don't, I don't where, know. Where have they proven it? We talked, I know. We've talked last segment. What's the signature win? They don't have one They yet. don't have one. I guess the, the biggest win they have now is Baylor in Austin. That was the biggest yeah. win. They almost won. Against Houston and also they didn't almost you know Oklahoma would have been Oklahoma unranked they won today against Oklahoma State yeah. with but a the, buzzer te- beater but they don't have a big win Texas still has Oklahoma at home Oklahoma State at home but road games at Tech and Baylor which yeah. it looks very unlikely they'll win either one of their games and the bad thing they could still make a long run in the Big Twelve tournament but they just cannot flip the switch and say. Hey, guys, let's start playing really good basketball right now. You can't just flip that switch. Well, I'm okay, so let's just say Texas only gets a, a win against Oklahoma State here in the next four four games. How many wins in the Big 12 tournament would it take to get a spot to be that last man in? Three. Three. I think that takes would three. Which would take you to the, what would that be, the semifinals? Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah, they, semifinals? They, they would not get a bye. They're not going to get a bye. So, yeah, it would take you to the Friday night, the semifinal game. And this is a different team than last year. If you remember yeah. last season, Texas went on a run in the Big 12 tournament. They won it. They they could not lose. They ended, ended up defeating Kansas in the Big 12 championship uh, tournament game. But this is a different team. They don't have that leadership that, that they had last year with Timmy Allen and Marcus Marcus Carr and uh, a little bit of, uh, of Dylan DeSue. It's just the dynamics of this team. I don't think they have the confidence that they had in their head coach with Chris Beard last year. They didn't have the confidence in their uh, their older guys, Marcus yeah. Carr and Timmy Allen. This is just a different ball club that we're seeing. That well, Scotty says they don't have any leaders, and I, no. I, I tend to believe that. Other scores today. From I literally the, just said that. You said that too? I just said that. Well, Scotty said Read it too. Read between the lines. Scotty said There's it too. There's no leaders. There's no leaders. And you know what? Coaches are leaders. Yeah. We're not seeing a lot of coaching leaders. Well, and the thing is, if Texas doesn't make the tournament, or if they make the tournament and it's one and done, Rodney is on the hot seat. Oh, yeah. Because the money that they're spending at the University of Texas, like drunken sailors, over football and all sports, now even volleyball to build a volleyball arena, Mm -hmm. it will be, you cannot not have a great basketball program. And the monkey's going to be on Rodney's back. He's going to be in hot hot water next year to win the first year of the SEC. Well, that's the, the irony of this whole thing, Pop, because everybody said for, for, for Texas, going to the SEC, oh, it's going to be tough for football. It's going to be tough for baseball. Basketball, though, they'll make an immediate impact. Who do they have? Kentucky? Kentucky Tennessee? Tennessee, no, Auburn, no, no. and Alabama. Will you go down the list right now? Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, Auburn, Florida, Kentucky. All ranked teams in the mm. SEC. This won't be a cakewalk for Rodney Terry going into the SEC. So the, 
the East he was hoping to uh, to find in the SEC, it's not going to get uh, that much easier. It's it's going to be just as tough, and you're not going to have a lot of confidence in your guys with two less recruits than he had before this season. Yeah, and it's, again, uh, everybody wants to beat Texas. We're seeing at Kansas tonight, 47-34. They've cut into the lead, but it's going to take a monumental comeback to defeat Kansas. Other scores now from the Big 12 today. Hell of a game in Waco. Houston outlasted Baylor 82 82- 76. Houston had jumped out to a, a big lead. Baylor came back, took them to overtime. But the Cougars, I think the best team in the country, win 82-76. to 76. Yep. Iowa State rated number six in the country. Got by West Virginia in Ames today, 71-64. Elsewhere around uh, the Big 12, it was Kansas State over BYU. That game in Manhattan, 84-74. TCU and Fort Worth over Cincinnati, 75-67. As we said, UCF surprise number 23, Texas Tech, 75-61 in Orlando. And a thriller at Stillwater today. Oklahoma hit a buzzer beater in overtime to defeat Oklahoma State, 84-82. Yeah, uh, how good is Houston? We saw them. They're great. We saw them against the Horns in Houston at, uh, at their arena. They are good. They have the best defense in the country statistically and by the eye test, they have not lost at home yet. You know there are three teams in the Big 12 that haven't lost at home? Houston, Kansas, Iowa State. Wow. I think Houston's 15-0, and Iowa State's 16-0, and and Kansas is 14-0. and At home. All at home. It's, yeah. it's a tough conference, which... Well, that was what Texas did last year. Texas yeah. won at home last they, they year. They couldn't lose. So, you know, that that's kind of... You don't want to say they're gimmies, but when you win on the, on the at home... Life is a lot easier because yeah. you can afford some of those road losses. Right, and Texas has not had that luxury with the losses at home to Tech and UCF and others. Yeah. Um, One I, more, I want to talk about I want to talk about this is the last time Kansas and Texas will meet in a conference. Yeah. If I was CDC, and uh, I, I would do this. I don't think this is going to happen, but I wish after the Texas terrible non-conference schedule that really, really screwed the fans this year with nobody playing at the Moody in November, December. This would be the time for Texas to say, okay, let's bring in Kansas, let's bring in Tech, let's bring in TCU, let's bring in Baylor for non-conference. You would have great crowds. You would have a sense of this Texas back and forth, you know, rivalry. I wish they would do that. I doubt if they will because there's just there's too much animosity between the schools, and I don't Texas doesn't want to do that. I, I, if you're Tech and Baylor, I get it. Old rivals, old, old friends, old foes, I get it, especially Texas Tech in basketball specifically. Yeah, I can see that happening. Kansas, though, what's the incentive? Because well, that's a one that's a one street rivalry. Texas, they've won three in a row prior to today against Kansas. That's a one-way rivalry. Texas cares a lot more about Kansas than Kansas cares yeah. about Texas. You and I, Pop, growing up to the, going up to those games growing up, yeah. it was a big deal. It's huge There deal. he is. There's Bill Self. There yeah. he is. Yeah. You know, it was a big deal seeing them. When Texas comes to Kansas, besides the, you know, horns down, they don't care. Who's their big rival? It's Kansas. not Texas. That's not Texas. I just wait and see the Texas fans get screwed again this year yeah. by the Big 12. Because we don't have a home and home with Kansas, we don't have a home and home with TCU. Yeah. So I, it's ridiculous. So I, I can see it happening with Texas Tech because it's pretty universal among Texas and, and Raider fans. We got to bring that back. We should bring Baylor. Baylor's ninety and Baylor, miles away. And yeah. Baylor, another old rivalry. TCU though, there's not enough history there. 
Tech and Baylor, if I can see two teams they continue to have a home and home against every year or just a, a one year or one time game a year, Tech and Baylor. Those got, are meaningful games. Got about a minute left in this segment. An ugly thing today at Wake Forest. Wake Forest upset Duke. And after the game, well, Wake Forest fans, students stormed the crowd and they ran over a Duke player who was injured. Uh, LSU was fined $100,000 for storming the floor against Kentucky. This has got to stop. This is ridiculous. This is regular season games. It's not the national title. And you got a Duke player that was limping off the court. And it's also not the number one team. It's Duke. I know it's, I know it's Wake Forest, Duke, big rivals. But, you know, if you beat the number one team, have at it. Burn the place down. But if you beat the number eight team, stay in your seats and go have a beer. I, I, think, it's, this is, I think this is just students see other student bodies do this. And you're mm-hmm. right. It wasn't the number one team in the nation. It's not like they have. Wake Forest has defeated Duke over the years, not yeah. on a regular, regular basis. But I don't know. I don't get it. The LSU fans collided with some Kentucky guys, not to the extent it happened today. But it's got to stop. LSU was fined $100,000. I'm sure Wake Forest is going to be fined a large amount of money. But you, you just you got to act like you've been there before. It's, it's, it fluctuates between conferences. I know with the Big 12, only $25,000 fine the first time. It's doubling after that. SEC starts at 100, goes to 200. Uh, I'm not sure what it is in the ACC. I think it I might. I think it might also be 25 grand. I want to double check that, but you know, guys can't run anymore in the court. What happened to that? I mean, fine. No, no, you, but, you should not be able to but run on the court anymore. Take the players off the court, then let the fellows go and run on the See, court. See, that's the thing you never can do that because yeah. at the final gun they start running on the court. I just think it's 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 out of out of control now. Yeah. And now Duke has maybe lost one of their one of their great players. We will see. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about Longhorn baseball. Another good day at Dish Fog Field. Also, some early lines have been released for Longhorn football. If you'd like to chime in here on the End Zone Club, we'd love to have you. 512-836-0590. This is the End Zone Club live at Dirty Martin's Place on KLBJ. Welcome back to the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. Ed Clements and Ben Clements live from Dirty Martin's Place. Our show proudly brought to you by Covert and Bastrop. Rocks and the gang. They were closed today, but they'll be open tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Plains Capital Bank. Thank you, Paul Hollyback, and all the great folks at Plains Capital Bank there to help you with all your banking needs. Howie, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law, they will fix you up and help you out at Howie, Breen, and Herman. Also brought to you by Pokey Joe's Barbecue. Make it great Texas barbecue tonight from Doug Boney's Pokey Joe's Barbecue locations throughout Austin and Central Texas. Mouth-watering brisket, sausage, pork ribs, chicken, all sorts of great things and the beautiful side dishes they have. Sue Patrick, 5222 Burnett Road for all your Longhorn gear. Delaware Subs tomorrow, two-for-one cheesesteaks all day long at Delaware Subs and by S&B Amusements. Uh, Texas trails Kansas by 22, 62-40. Somebody on 102.7 ESPN predicted Texas would win straight up yesterday. Guy was a little little advised, and that was me. Have a bet with Jeff Ward. Didn't even take any points. Kind of had burnt orange glasses on yesterday. It's disappointing. It's an eight and a half point line. Eight and a right? half point line, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's disappointing to say the least yeah. how this team in the past has been able to win at least one or two big games on the road. And they have handled Kansas uh, very smartly the last few years. Three in a row. Yeah, but not not anymore. They're getting hammered right now, well, 62 if, to 40. If you remember last year, Pop, they, you know, Texas played Kansas three times. 
one on the one on the road, one at home, then once in the uh, in the tournament, and one. they they got all three. Yeah. Um, so Kansas was due. I mean, if I was in Vegas, a pretty smart bet in hindsight. Looking, this was going to be a Kansas Kansas win, but you know, this is just the difference between a Kansas-led team with Bill Self and uh, and leadership. Yeah, guys with experience compared to Texas. Uh, Max asked Abmas. Asmus. Asmus, yeah. excuse me. That's, why do they spell it like that? It's A B M A S, and yeah, it's Asmus. Yeah. Asmus. Asmus. What yeah. is? You know, but okay. And it's leadership. Yeah. In, in college basketball, we talk about this a lot. It's uh, in football, sort of in college football, but college athletics, leadership wins. They will show their true colors. They will, you know, the cream rises to the crop. Right. And in college basketball, if you have one or two. Uh, seniors or juniors that have played, that have been at school their entire tenure, that can lead a team, they can push forward through these tough games. Yeah. We saw it last year. Like I said, I'll reiterate, Marcus Carr, Timmy Allen. Almost he, will them to win some of those games, yeah. especially Marcus Carr. And, yeah. you know, with, with Max being new to the team, Tyrese Hunter, he's a sophomore. You know, Dylan Asu tries. He's the best player on the court consistently. But if Dylan Asu, what we've seen this year, if he doesn't have a 30-point game, it's going to be a tough battle for yeah. Texas. And so Rodney Terry, going forward, he needs to find that guy. You know, you'd think it would have been Brock Cunningham, but yeah. he, he fluctuates. Yeah. He, he's inconsistent. So, you know, and that, that's what I think Chris Beard did so well last year and his tenure at Texas. He found his leaders, his, uh, his seniors, and he almost made them pseudo-coaches. Again, Texas has to travel to Texas Tech on Tuesday, and Ben said... Last segment, the Texas Tech fans are already in line to get seats to that basketball game. Yeah. It's going to be a very difficult place to play. Texas will have another road game at Waco at Baylor against a very good Baylor basketball team. Mm-hmm. A tough place to win. And then Texas has two home games against Oklahoma State and against Oklahoma. Uh, no picnics there. Two good basketball teams. Mm-hmm. They could be. I hate to be the bear in that news they could go winless the rest of the season it's possible and if they go winless the rest of the season they're not going to the to the ncaa tournament unless they win the tournament well that's a given and again that's the state of we said it all year long that's the state of the big 12 this is a very good conference it's, it's a team it's a conference where any team can win on the road i know i mentioned those three teams iowa state houston and kansas who have won every home game but a lot of these teams will see an upset at home the majority of the conference so you never know. Texas Tech, it's tough. I think in Lubbock is one of the harder places to play. Right. We know Allen Fieldhouse, Kansas, one of the hardest places to play. Iowa State, that's surprising. They're not historically a, a tough place to play uh, at Ames. And at the basketball arena, it's different for the football stadium. It's They're, just a tough conference It all is around. a very difficult conference. Now, good news about Texas sports, the Texas baseball team. Mm-hmm. Texas defeated Cal Poly today 6 nothing. They defeated Cal Poly last night 2 nothing. They go for the sweep tomorrow at Dishfalk Field. David Pierce's team only has one loss on the year as they're playing very, very good baseball as they're getting ready to for a big tournament soon yep. when it's an SEC and Big 12 matchup down in Houston. It's going to be a whale of an event down there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Texas off to a good start. David Pierce's uh, team is looking very good. They have some uh, returning uh, senior pitchers that are, that are looking really nice. I'm excited, though, um, obviously for LSU. Uh, they're in Houston, but then Texas, they host A&M 
on March 5th mm. at the Dish. Last year it was in College Station. For the past four years, they've been doing a alternating right. uh, game. So this will be the last one where we see Texas and A&M have a, a one-off game. It's, so that will be on March 5th on its uh, Tuesday night, I believe. Uh, looking forward to next year. Hey, that, yeah, that, that's, yeah, looking forward to next year. That is the renewal because the Texas-Texas A&M battles in baseball have been legendary in the yeah. past. Just fantastic all the way dating back to Clark Field in the days of Keith Moreland and Burt Hoot and those guys, Charlie Crenshaw. And now at, at Dishfalk Field, they were great, and it's always fun to play the Aggies. That will be a, a, a great night, but uh, congratulations to David Pierce and his team. Uh, they go after a sweet. Cal Poly's not scored this weekend. No, they have not. Um, real quick, going back, it, it makes me wonder why the Texas basketball could not accomplish what the baseball team did with A&M in getting a, a one-game-a-year matchup. Man, I, I, it's, it's such I – don't, I, don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's such – there's just a, a standoff between Texas and Texas AM officials. It'll go away next year yeah. with the SEC, but it's it's a game of chicken. Who blinks first? Mm-hmm. I think they're both proud programs, Texas and Texas A&M, and nobody really wanted to give in to each other, We've which seen- is terrible. They should have given in. They shouldn't mm-hmm. because fans have wanted to see Texas and Texas A&M play in every sport, men's mm-hmm. and women's sports. They should do that. Finally, we'll have it back next year. But it's just, it's ego, it's arrogance, um, not wanting to give to the other. You know, Mike Elko, a few weeks ago, the new head coach of the Aggie football team, said A&M is the flagship flagship program of the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Give me a break, Mike. You know, but it's still that, that one-upmanship with Texas and Texas A&M. Uh, Texas opens up conference play March 8th in Lubbock uh, for a three-game series against the Red Raiders. This will be the final time Texas goes to Lubbock. Last time we saw Texas in Lubbock, I was there, and it was a three-game sweep from the Raiders. Man. Uh, two of the best games maybe in a decade. I think, do you remember, Pop, two years ago when yeah. Texas played Lubbock? Uh, the Raiders had a, a walk-off uh, steal of home plate. That's that, right. I don't know how you pronounce well, it. Well, it's one the, te- the Texas pitcher wasn't paying attention, yeah. and a guy ran home from third. It was a Friday night game. Yeah, and that next day uh, I was there with my now fiance. Uh, extra innings. It was something like a 13-12 to 12 game. Uh, Texas Tech had a walk-off home run. That was a great game. Then Texas finished off with a uh, with the win on Sunday for the sweep. So this will be the, the final time Texas goes to Lubbock for this baseball series, which has really turned into a, a quite a rivalry in terms sure. of baseball. Yeah, it's a rivalry for everything. Let's talk a little football. Interesting this week, Ben, fan duels came out with some early lines for next year's college football games. And by the way, you know, I know a lot of Longhorn fans have already gotten their tickets. It's going to be another record-breaking year for season tickets. Here we are at the end of February, and everybody's talking about the Michigan game and talking about season tickets. And I've seen from the local ticket brokers, TicketCity.com, StubHub, it is phenomenal Mm -hmm. the prices of the tickets already these are the secondary market but it is phenomenal what people are willing to give to go see the Longhorns play because in my opinion there's more premier games next year with the SEC coming you have Florida at home you got Georgia at home you have South Carolina no excuse me Mississippi State State at home and Kentucky at home so uh, Kentucky's eh but Georgia alone, that's a huge premier game. Then you have the Florida Gators. That's a legendary that's, team. That, that's, see, that's fantastic. I agree. It's just different, and 
there's more games that people are interested in. Also, it's kind of like a you've never seen it, so you want to go. Even exactly. for Kentucky, exactly. you haven't seen Kentucky. No, I, I don't. I don't remember Texas ever playing Kentucky in in football. But yeah, Mississippi State will start things out at the end of September mm-hmm. uh, at the first SEC game. High interest in that, and of course Texas OU and Dallas, big big interest. Uh, October 18th is when Georgia comes to town. That's going to be a wild weekend. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. If Texas would be able to get by Michigan and and OU and be undefeated to play Georgia, which should be yep. undefeated one loss, that's going to be a megaton game on a megaton weekend because that's F1 weekend as well. That's so stupid. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 Not it, that Austin and F1 and, and, the, and like the SEC could coordinate, but... What the hell? What do you think? I know. I know. What are you doing? What is F one thinking? Well, I say that. I know they have to make the the date or the rate race a long time in advance. But it's it's ridiculous to have all the F one folks here from around the world. That's like they decided. You know what? I think we're have the Big Twelve tournament in Austin, and let's make sure it's during South by Southwest. Oh yeah, it's like you know, it's something like that. What are you thinking? Well, you know, you mentioned that, but there is a a significant chance if Texas can. You know, dot all the uh, the I's and cross the T's of going to Georgia. There's a chance we could see a top five, one versus two matchup. Really good. Texas, Georgia, and Austin, which would be a potential playoff playoff game there. Sure. Some of the early lines by fan duels. Texas, of course, plays Michigan the second week of the season mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor. Fan duels has Texas favored oh, God. by two and a half over defending national champion. Michigan. Michigan loses a boatload of players. And a coach. And their coach, Jim Harbaugh. Texas has a returning quarterback in Quinn Ewers and a lot of returning players, a bunch of new wide receivers. But fan duels have the Longhorns been two-and-a-half-point favorites. Before you even start here, and I comment on that, I'm thinking Texas will be favored in every game minus Georgia. Am I right? You're right. Every single game minus Georgia. Right. I think you're exactly expectations, right. Expectations, expectations, expectations. Senior right. leadership, Quinn Ewers. Uh, they have a lot of uh, returning offensive. They have offensive line returning and the, and, and minus there, Christian Jones. There's some holes in the defensive line, but they've got offense returners. They just need help on the on the wide receiver so department. You say projected minus two and a half. Yeah, Texas minus two and a half. Then. Here's a line: Texas versus Oklahoma in Dallas. Early. Wait, 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 wait. Let me. What's your uh, guess on that? Texas versus Oklahoma. Six and a half. Which way? Texas. Texas favored by six and a half. Yeah. According to FanDuel's, Texas is going to be favored by nine and a half <laughs> over Oklahoma. God. This is the same guys they lost to last year. Yeah. Wow, yeah. FanDuel. I mean, right now, I hate saying it, but I kind of want to go to Vegas and make a future on Michigan and Oklahoma. Explain. Michigan at home. Defending champions, I realize that they lost a lot of guys, but right. in that kind of game, you're going to be a home dog. The country is going to want to be betting on Michigan. OU, plus nine and a half? It says plus nine and a half. That's a lot of I know they're rivalry. without their quarterback. Yeah, they'll have a new quarterback. Ah, you know what, actually, I, I might. That's a lot of points it's for the Red River points. rivalry. It's a lot of points. And then the uh, a couple other lines. Well, first of all, you, we were talking about the Aggies. Yeah. The Aggies opened the season at home against Notre Dame. Yeah. 
whale of a game in College Station it, it is, for Bobby it, Jenkins and crew. It yeah. is, but it isn't because right now. No, it is. The no, preseason, no, 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 it's not. No, any, no, no. Notre Dame, again, is too highly ranked. Anytime Notre Dame comes to your school, it's huge. Notre man. Dame is a team of the past. Every You'll see this from all the chat rooms and everything. They're consistently overranked. So is Texas. This is the one time they're not overranked because they got to the playoffs. Notre Dame shouldn't be, what, what are they right now, preseason like nine? They'll be in the Get playoffs. Get out of man. here. GTFO man, with that. They'll be in the playoffs. No, they won't. Yes, they no, will. No, they won't. They lost too many players. Notre Dame or A&M, whoever wins that will remain ranked. Whoever loses is out because that... Notre Dame's too highly ranked. A&M is too highly ranked. They're coming off of a, a tumultuous season. They don't have a head coach, or they do. But they do now. That's, that's, it's going to be a big game, but it's going to be the who's the fake here. Let me just say this. Anytime Notre Dame comes to any campus. It's not 1970. I get, you're right. It's not 1970. And that's interesting because you've pointed out that your generation don't give really a rip about Notre Dame and their history. Guys like me, a little older, still think of Notre Dame and as Rudy. Still, yeah, Ru- <laughs> Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. Yeah, you know, that story Rudy. was all BS, by the way. That is just that doesn't matter. Remember last time Notre Dame came to Austin? Great game. Texas wins. A Tyrone swoops. Touchdown. They made it sound like Texas just defeated the Spartans. They made it sound like they just defeated Al Qaeda. <laughs> it was a it was a nothing win, and it really put Texas on a path of of misery because they made it sound like Notre Dame was the champion. That game, Notre Dame and A and M on August thirty first, the Aggies are favored by a point and a half. It's, it's going to be a tremendous game in College Station. You said yeah, in College Station, yeah. And finally, the last line that's a winner. By, that's a loser goes home game. The last uh, line they have from FanDuel's. October 18th, Georgia at Texas. What's the line, Ben? I'm going to say Georgia. You know, I'll say Georgia minus two and a half. I think it'll be close. Georgia minus one One and and a half. half. Yeah, I was going to guess that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because if all goes according to plan and Texas is, Georgia's one, Texas is maybe two or three or four, Georgia should be ranked because they should have been in the playoffs last year. They should be favored, but you can't give them too much because Texas. They've proven home field advantage means something now in Austin. Even Georgia, they'll have a difficult time. All right, got to take a break. We welcome your phone calls, 512-836-0590. Kansas leads Texas 71-49. to 71-49 at storied Allen Fieldhouse. Man, the Kansas fans are loving this beat down tonight over the Longhorns. Uh, all Longhorns now trail by 21, 71-50. We'll be back with more from the friendly confines of Dirty Martin's Place where there's some sad Longhorn fans watching their team get beat. Aggie fans are also here. Aggies will face Tennessee and Rick Barnes a little later tonight on ESPN. And we'll be back with more after this. Texas Songwriters Hall of Fame. This group's in it. Billy Gibbons and Asleep the Wheel. Billy Gibbons, a frequent visitor here at Dirty Martin's Place. He loves dirties. Asleep Sleep the Wheel? Um, what? You say Billy Gibbons in the Sleep of the Did, Wheel? I say Sleep of the you Wheel. You say that. This is... This isn't Ray Benson. This is Billy Gibbons. Billy Gibbons. ZZ Top. Billy Gibbons has left ZZ Top. He's now in his sleep at the wheel. My mistake. No, of ZZ Top. Billy Gibbons comes here a lot. The Dirty Martin's place. His picture's right by your picture out there. Uh, welcome back to the End Zone Club, live from Dirties. Our show proudly brought to you by Howie Breen and Herman, attorneys at law. Plains Capital Bank. Covert and Bastrop. Pokey Joe's Barbecue. Sue Patrick, 5222 Burnett Road. Delaware subs, two-for-one cheesesteaks tomorrow, no bologna there, and by S&B Amusements. As we were 
ending that last segment talking about Longhorn football. FanDuel has early lines on all these games, including the Longhorns as two-and-a-half-point favorites over Michigan, nine-and-a-half-point favorites over OU, and a point-and-a-half dog against the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm -hmm. Earlier this week, the bosses of college football uh, agreed to a five-by-seven playoff. We know it's going to be 12 teams. The five highest-ranked conference champions uh, are automatically in, which will mean the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, and then you go to the highest rank. It could be someone from the American Athletic Conference or something like that. Notre Dame. Notre, Notre Dame is not in a conference. So oh, they, that's right. Excuse me. So they would be. They'd be in the at-large group. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. I, I like it. I've got a bet with our mutual friend Jeff Ward. And, by the way, Jeff is headed to the Austin FC. They play their the first debut. Yeah. Debut tonight. Drive safely that game. But we have a bet because I think of the seven at-large teams, there's going to be they're not all going to be SEC teams and Big Ten no. teams. I think there's going to be a Big 12 team as an at-large. Jeff doesn't think so because he thinks it's skewed to the SEC uh-huh. and the Big Ten. Thoughts well, on that? I think this has got to, well, A, it's got to propel Notre Dame to want to join a conference, right? It has to. They, they, they get punished now for not being in a conference. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think this skews to the SEC. I don't think it does. Um, oh, I do, I do. I, I don't. Th- I think it does, I, but I, I think th- a Big 12 team can get in. I think a Big 12 team can get in. We saw this past year. There is there is some talent there. Um, obviously, the country doesn't want this to be an all-SEC thing. But this or the, Big 10. This, the whole point of these playoffs is let the best team go and win. Not just win the championship, but get into the playoffs in contention. Yeah. So we're now at a, at a point where... It will be let the best teams in. It doesn't matter if they're all SEC or Big Ten or ACC or, or, or you know. Not going to be ACC. Well. But I'm I, just saying, though, but, let but, the best teams in. So I see what you're saying. We finally get that opportunity. It's sad not hearing Pac-12. I know. That made me so sad. I was waiting well, for you to say Pac-12. Yeah. Um, and, and after a year, the Pac-12 had a great year. That's, that's, that's such a good sad year. part. Yeah. Uh, I like the way this is formatted. You know, those top four, uh, excuse me, top five, five, they get a bye. Yeah. Um, it's going to be difficult for Texas to get into that top five with Georgia looming. It is. And with, with, yeah, with, it is. with Ole Miss, uh, with, with, with Alabama sure, still Auburn, up there in sure, Auburn. Yeah. Um, I like the way this is formatted. To, this is how it should have been. This is how it should have been with the four teams. So um, It's going to be fun in December yeah. because if Texas doesn't win the conference, I think they're more than likely going to get into the yeah. 12 teams. That would mean more than likely – a home game a few blocks away at DKR Texas Memorial yeah. Stadium in December, which would be a load of fun. That would be so much fun to have a home What will be interesting is, uh, is when you see a team that that didn't make it to their conference championship but still in that top ten ranking pop. Like, you know, Texas doesn't make it to the SEC championship, but they're the clear second-best team in the SEC, you know, and, and the rest of the conferences. Sure. You know, it'll be interesting in the Big 12. Right. You know, we could see Big 12, you know, go on a run here because these teams are going to look a little better without OU and Texas in the conference. So, But but, but look at the SEC now with Texas yeah. and Oklahoma, and especially look at the Big Ten with USC, mm-hmm. UCLA, Washington, and Oregon yeah. in the Big Ten. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I think that's why Jeff thinks it's going to be dominated by all SEC mm-hmm. and all Big Ten. I just I get the feeling like you do. The Big 12 is is good. I like the makeup with Arizona, with Colorado, with Tech, and TCU. And uh, I think you're going to have some really, really good teams coming from 
uh, the Big the Big Twelve, yeah. and I think the Big Twelve will get a second team. I think it will be I mostly do. mostly SEC and Big Ten, but it's going to be. I think Big Twelve will get another team. I, I don't think you're going to have. American Athletic Conference teams, you know, no, like unless, in East Carolina, those. Unless, unless North Carolina maybe makes a little, little bit of a run. Uh, Florida State and Clemson obviously are leading that conference there, but maybe North Carolina with Mac Brown can make that run, and they can get three teams in. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be a whole. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm already looking forward to college football yeah. season. Longhorns begin the season August 31st against Colorado State over here under, in DKR. Over under nine and a half wins. Or is it ten and a half? Uh, I think ten I saw and a half. Ten and a half. I saw ten and a half over under ten and a half wins for Texas. That would be phenomenal if they win. What are you taking right now? I take I take nine wins right. I take nine and three right now. But I'm but trying, taking the under. I would take the over. I'm taking the under on that because I still think Texas is going to have a difficult time uh, at Michigan. Yeah. And I think Texas will have a difficult time against Georgia. And I think there's some other line landmines out there like Oklahoma. I'll tell you this: they're not they're not losing Oklahoma again. I can, you can go put that in the uh, mark that in calendar. That's a win right there. Georgia, Michigan, those are the two games right there. If they can, if they can go one and one there. They're going to go eleven and one playoffs. Thanks to Jake and Mark here at Dirty Martin for all their hospitality. Come on down and watch college football. Longhorns trail eighty-one sixty-four. We got to say goodbye. Thanks to Kyle back of the station. Job well done for Ben Clement. I'm Ed Clement. See you next week on the End Zone Club on KLBJ.